0: It was beautiful. So uh, nice to have one of those for the first time in two years. How was it working with an interpreter?
1: Uh, Yeah, it was different. Uh, The the thing that made it weird is that, you know, you ask a question and, you know, the interpreter, you know, interprets. But when their response is, you can see the energy of the response. But, you know, it's in another language you have no idea. I mean, it's a very complicated language, too. And so it just, you know. It was a different kind of thing, but it was really interesting to be a part of.
0: Yeah, it was. It was really cool and cool to see too. Super nice guys as well. Very nice. So uh, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more as the show goes on. You never know. But we're definitely gonna play some Foo Fighters here. This is the best of you on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Healthcare systems across the Gem state still under crisis standards of care. We have seen a decrease in COVID cases as far as new ones, number wise. But the severity of some of them and some of the people that still have it continue to flood our ICUs. And so to help ease the burden here in the state, St. Luke's is now offering more virtual services for everybody. Now, they're not new, but the healthcare system urged er added urgent care services, remote patient management and virtual services for patients in hospitals right now, because that's how kind of thin things are. Officials think these services will help cut back on the traffic of patients entering healthcare facilities in 2021. So far, St. Luke's has conducted 300,000 telehealth visits in the state of Idaho alone. The virtual services do not require patients to schedule an appointment and are available seven days a week. So if you've got sinus issues or sore throats or rashes, these are all ways that you can use the service in order to get the care that you need as quickly as possible without having to wait or go into an urgent care or an emergency room. Now, after COVID-19 and chronic disease, patients are released from the hospital. Now those patients can use the new remote patient management tool, also known as RPM, in the recovery process. This can be... Uh, Helpful when you are provided with a kit that includes a blood pressure cuff, scale, and tablet to easily communicate with providers once you're on the road to recovery. And again, it helps them see as many patients as possible because that's what they need to do right now. Be able to talk to and consult and reassure and give updates to as many patients as they can. And there's just not enough healthcare workers to be able to do that with all the people in the hospital and the ICUs right now.
1: Yeah, it's amazing uh, what they can do with telehealth. For Buggly sure. Did you have a
0: chance to do, use any of this? Uh, no, I haven't. I used telehealth a couple of times over the course of the pandemic, and it was very useful. It was I nice. Mean,
1: I have with my therapist. Right. Uh, but uh, but actual uh, doctor appointment, no, I haven't.
0: Yeah. Uh, therapy, too. But, I mean, I'm talking about yeah, an actual doctor appointment. It was, it was nice, you know, when something was going on. And, you know, it was really like in the thick of the pandemic where you're like, you don't want to go into a hospital unless you can perfectly avoid it. It was really nice. And I mean, now, uh, granted, my telehealth experience may have been different because the doctor that I ended up talking to was not based in here. She was out of Texas somewhere. But still, it it was great. I mean, I was between registering. It took me like five minutes to register and then another like a minute to download the app. And then I was seeing a doctor within like three minutes after I did all that stuff. It It was pretty nice and pretty cool and pretty convenient and got what I needed, which was great. Dodgers aren't done yet. Thanks to three home runs by Chris Taylor, they defeated the Braves 11-2 last night. They still trail the Braves 3-2 heading into game six. That will be in Atlanta tomorrow night. Six college football teams have accepted invitations to join the AAC, the league announced. Florida Atlantic University, University of North Carolina at Charlotte, University of North Texas, University of Texas at San Antonio, Rice, and Alabama-Birmingham all decided to join this particular league uh, that will happen in the 23-24 season there will be 14 teams in football and basketball for that conference making it uh, one of the largest ones of the non-power five conferences as well uh, no talks on whether or not Boise State is able to move around but although I will say this I don't know if we at the draw that we used to be buddy I'm not saying that we're, we're that down but what I am saying is the uh, what I feel like is the loss of the ESPN contract has really hurt the visibility of this football program? Yeah, and we yeah. are no longer it. It hurts with recruiting. It has hurt, you know. And we all bitch and complain about not playing about playing games on Friday nights, but that was the best and Thursday nights, but that was the best thing for this football program. And when that went away, the visibility of this program took a severe hit, and from a nationwide side of things, and I feel like it's really made us less of a. Uh, you know valuable commodity than it did before the case I don't think that that the larger conferences are interested in Boise State anymore and I think it's a pipe dream for us to think that they would be now if we brought ESPN visibility and that kind of money to the table maybe but right now we're a middle of the road football program with nothing but uh you know a Mountain West football contract to bring to the table and I don't know if that's as you know attractive not that we were ever going to join the AAC but
1: I'm just saying well the simple way to fix that is to win yeah true. and and I think um I think Avalos is a really good recruiter and um they'll that doesn't pay fruit immediately and there was some I think recruiting issues in the last couple seasons of Brian Harson's tenure and so I think that that will see you know that improve but it's it's obviously a struggle right now with the players we have on the team and I think you'll see that improve but that's not going to happen immediately no no I think I think Boise State's football program is going to be fine I, I really really
0: do I think they're going to continue to do what they do in the Mountain West this is just a down year I'm just saying we're not nearly as attractive as we were five years ago to outside conferences looking to boost their their conference and their visibility I think we've got a lot of history in this program for sure I just think that when we decided to say, hey, guys, we'd rather have Saturday show, uh, games than have Thursday night games, I think that hurt us more than anybody realized.
1: On the other hand, the in-stadium, I, I, I've been surprised about how many people have been going to games. Like the attendance has been up quite a bit from what it was the last couple of seasons sure sure yeah absolutely I mean, so it's made a difference in that regard
0: yeah but uh we will see what ends up happening as far as expansion or moving around or all that kind of stuff boise state continues to say oh, we'll see we're, we're putting our foot in the water and see what happens ozzie and sharon osborne will be the upcoming subject of a film <laughs> variety reports that oscar nominee lee Hall is writing the script for the project Sharon says, our relationship at times was wild, insane, and dangerous, but it was our undying love that kept us together. So they're gonna deal with uh, Sony Pictures and Polygram to bring the story to the big screen. So it sounds like it's more like a love story between Ozzy and Sharon than the Ozzy Osbourne rock story, if you will. So we'll see how that goes and how that movie comes to light, but this is something they've talked about for a very long time, so probably not surprising. There's gonna be an Ozzy and Sharon movie coming soon.
2: Big J's Life Lesson on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And
1: today's life lesson is about patience and understanding and kindness, Nick. And, you know, uh, through this pandemic, if I've learned anything, it's that I enjoy mobile ordering my food from restaurants. <laughs> okay. And the reason for that is because, you know, I you can customize it and it's going to come out maybe a little bit better. You have a better chance of those things being correct when... You're not talking through some sort of weird communication device that was set up in the 50s. Okay. You know, and so I enjoy that. And every opportunity I have to use mobile ordering, I'm going to take that. And uh, there is one particular place I'm going to grab some lunch, you know, a couple times a month. And um, the last couple times have not been the greatest experiences, per se, but it's understandable. And, you know, with the staffing shortages out there, the supply chain, those sort of things. you know you have to come to a a, a situation where you know um, you just need a little bit of understanding and patience and, and you know one thing that a lot of people can run into an issue with being hangry or being in a hurry for lunch and so when you do these mobile ordering type of situations there's an expectation because they give you a certain time like okay pick up your food at this and such and such a time right and so you're like okay everything's gonna be fine and then you get into the restaurant where you're picking this food up and oh no there's like 15 20 people in this lobby waiting for food oh uh, what's going on and and then you see oh hey there's only three employees working and they're busted out and everybody's watching them not to mention that you know what i mean sure. So not 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 to be the, the best thing and and who knows what has happened uh obviously uh at some point here i'll uh maybe communicate with the company and say hey listen i get it i i i, I it was it maybe what i ordered isn't worth a 45 minute wait for something that i should have had to wait for at all but when you have these staffing shortages that we have in restaurants in particular uh you know you need to have some grace here and it's like everybody who was getting their food they you know they they just had i don't want to say we didn't have any karen moments or anything like that or somebody blowing up and, and turning it into something really uh, despicable but some people just like didn't seem very nice when they grabbed their food you know and i was like yeah i wanted to make sure and not do that so when it was finally my turn to grab my food i'm like i just wanted to make sure that that employee knew that i appreciated them and said thank you you know just hopefully that'll make a difference at some point because there's only three of them working busting their ass and these are situations that we're going to run into on the regular i think for a little bit so just remember that you know these folks um, are working their tails off, and I, I I respect what they have to do and the fact that they're having to do this in front of everybody and nobody gives a damn about it. You know that's the reason why they have a staffing shortage because of that. And you know yeah we can tip and those sort of things, but sometimes just saying thank you and smiling to somebody can make all the difference in a bad situation because it would be easy for one of them to say. Screw this when there's like 30 people in the lobby and the ores just keep piling up. I mean, that's, you know, these people are working without a break. Uh, At least I witnessed for almost 45 50 minutes. So uh, be kind. And when you're in those situations, just remember that. Try to think what what it would be like if I was in their situation and respond and act in that manner would be the best. Right. Because it's not like they're not working. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not their fault that other people don't want to come to work and, and those sort of things. I mean, that would be very frustrating. So there's a whole, the deck is stack, stacked against them is what I'm saying. So you bring it in your bad attitude because, you know, you're, you're having to wait 25 or 30 minutes for your food is um, is probably, you know, not the best kind of, you know, look on you is what I'm saying, basically. So.
0: No, 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 absolutely.
1: I mean, it, it, was it a lunchtime situation? Yeah, post lunch. I would say after our session. Oh, okay. So, you know, I mean it was it was I was supposed to pick up my food at one forty. I didn't get it till 2.20.
0: Okay. I guess the only only thing that I can think of is why why people will be frustrated was because, you know, not everybody has those flexible schedules that we have. Oh, yeah. And so they have a certain amount of time for lunch to pick up their food.
1: Absolutely. And here's one of the drawbacks to the mobile ordering thing, too. You've already paid for your food. Yeah. Uh, And so it's kind of hard to say, like, if you show up to a restaurant and, like, there's a 30-minute wait, we're like, I don't have time for this. I'm going to bolt. But when you're on a schedule and you're absolutely right, it's hard to walk away from that because you've already, I mean, it's kind of a mess and I don't know what the procedure is for that and how they uh, work that out. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So not everybody's on a schedule on time. And that's why I think I want to reach out to the company and be like, look, you know, this mobile app thing is great, but when the system breaks down, it could be really bad for not just your company, but your employees too. Yeah, you you
0: mentioned it. I, I don't think I've ever used mobile apps to order anything outside of uh, like uh, pizza, like and that was for delivery. Yeah, that I'm was never, for
1: a DiGiorno I, yeah, that yeah. you put in your oven.
0: I know that's different. I've never last a week. I, I don't think I've ever had a chance to or used a, a mobile app to schedule something for pickup ever, ever. But uh, I can certainly understand the convenience of it. But again, I'm not eating out as much as I used to either. So there's 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 that side of things too. But to those that use it. It does kind of put you in a situation. But to treat other people with respect, regardless of what they're doing, whether they're serving you your food or yeah. whatever, would be a nice lesson for a lot of people to learn over the course of their lives, specifically right now. Morning After with Nick and Big Jay. There's your life lesson as you head into the weekend. <coughs>
1: Nick and Big J.
0: Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, have you come around and wanting to enjoy a cruise?
1: Yeah. Going on a cruise with
0: you and the family, maybe just you and the wife? Who knows? I would love to, yeah. Uh, Can I interest you in the Ultimate World Cruise, Big J? Sure. Royal Caribbean International announced on Wednesday that in late 2023, its Serenade of the Seas ship will set off on an Ultimate World Cruise. 274 nights. It will hit more than 150 destinations in 65 countries and get to all seven continents, Big J. Damn. Among those destinations are some biggies like uh, Machu Picchu in Peru and the Taj Mahal in India. You'll also hit the Great Wall of China, Petra in Jordan, Antarctica, the Great Barrier Reef down in Australia, the Great Pyramid of Giza, the Colosseum in Rome, but it's not cheap.
1: Well, and I would say it's not happening in two-week time
0: frame. No, 274 nights which is what it said at the beginning of the story oh. 274
1: nights yeah i don't think i can get that much time off
0: uh per person it's dollars. so that's how much it costs that does not include taxes and fees the uh cruise will depart in miami on december 10th 2023 it returns to the same port on september 10th of the following year this is for the very rich and the very retired i would that, uh, that would take basically a year-long cruise around the world on a uh, cruise ship, which is quite the commitment, you're right, but this is not the commitment that the working man or woman can make,
1: you understand? Yeah, you know, I get that. This is something that rich people... So thanks for interesting do. me in this now.
0: Well, I mean, uh, I'm not sure you ever really had an interest in going to Antarctica unless Metallica was also playing there, but, That's true. Uh, you know... Metallica
1: played right here. <laughs> oh, think, man, look
0: it up. I think it is one of those deals where... I'm sure it will do just fine, unfortunately. I mean, I don't even know how many people that ship holds. I'm guessing a lot. Royal Caribbean ships are not small. So they'll do just fine. Did you watch any of the Thursday Night Football game last night? Oh, yeah.
1: Big J analysis, please. Um, you know, it was a back and forth. I was really surprised by Cleveland, uh, listen, their run game. I mean, what? You can put any running back back there, I
0: guess. Yeah, it really it really does. Uh, it I'm made like, a is, case for running yeah, backs to mean is, nothing. Is
1: Chubb or Hunt, are they that good? Or is it just the offensive line, which they're doing the zone blocking, which actually became a staple at, you know, the uh, Denver Broncos way back in the day. So uh, that was uh, interesting to see. And then, of course, you had no uh, Baker Mayfield back there. But, yeah, it was a back and forth. And at the end, it came down to the wire. It wasn't really back and forth. Cleveland red wire to wire. What are you talking about? Well, But uh, either way,
0: final score, Cleveland Browns 17, Broncos 14. Uh, They jumped out to a 14-0 lead or 10-0 lead, then 17-7, and then uh, held on at the end to get the victory for the Browns. Still not sure if Baker Mayfield is done for the season or not, but Case Keenum filled in admirably, and of course, uh, they had a good running game yesterday as well. Dodgers beat the Braves last night, too, 11-2. They were down 2 to nothing Ooh. after the first inning, and then scored 11 unanswered, including uh, a bunch of home runs by Chris Taylor. Three, to be exact. First time ever that a uh, team has gotten three home runs by a player in the postseason in an elimination game. Still trail the Braves 3-2, to two, heading into Game 6 uh, in Atlanta tomorrow night. We got ourselves some issues going on with Ben Simmons and the 76ers. He's expected to meet with team leadership today. He requested a trade four months ago, has shown little enthusiasm for his job since. Most recently got thrown out of a practice practice session and barred from their their opening game against the Pelicans. He is officially listed as doubtful for tonight's game against the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, buckle down if you're a Ben Simmons or a 76ers fan. Uh, HBO Max's movies getting released into theaters have been fairly hit-and-miss. Uh, and it's pretty interesting to know how many have really, truly flopped. Um, in fact, uh, you know, really, you could you could make a case for success without a doubt for King uh, Kong vs. Godzilla, you know? that was a pretty big hit that cleared hundred million dollars just domestically at the box office you could also say that space jam was pretty successful once you factor in the actual international box office but uh, many people have been surprised by the bombs at the box office uh, for instance wonder woman 84 uh legitimately bombed but that had a, i think a lot to do with when it was released but also what you know what else is considered a bomb the suicide squad dude Uh, It has made uh, $55 million domestically, that's it, and it's only made 111 total uh, worldwide and it's got a $185 million budget, not including advertising, so that's a flat out bomb for DC and for Warner Brothers, which was kind of a surprise going in. I thought there'd be more interest and more people psyched up to see uh, The Suicide Squad, but it actually wasn't reviewed that great. And it also uh, wasn't one of those things that was super into it by audiences, so it is a bit of a, a head-scratcher. But none have lost more money than The Many Saints of Newark, Big J. The David Chase Sopranos prequel that also got a theatrical release has only made $8 million at the box office. Uh, did not get very good reviews at all. I thought it was pretty terrible. But that doesn't mean that HBO was done with it. Uh, David Chase is actually uh, set to produce a prequel series for HBO Max. The series would pick up right where The Many Saints of Newark left off and lead up to the original show of The Sopranos, kind of fill in that particular gap is the idea for it. And they think if they just make it a TV show as opposed to a movie, they might get a little bit more return on their investment. So we'll see what happens. We'll also see what happens with Dune this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure what it's expected to make or I don't know what the, the bar is, but uh, if you're a Dune fan, I would recommend you probably go check it out so that you can see where the story goes. I watched the movie last night and I, uh, I enjoyed it, but I, I will say this, there, it leaves a lot to be desired. And so we'll see what ends up happening here with this whole thing because the HBO Max movies have been real hit and miss at the box office. And I know that I think they need to see a little bit more of a return in their investment if they want to make Dune 2. So we'll see what goes on there. Morning after, did you watch the many states of Newark? You said you wanted to. No, I never, I haven't gotten around to it. Gotcha.
2: Uh,
0: There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock hour. Have fun. and you
2: know it. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks.
0: We are headed to India for today's We're Going Hell story, Big J, It is the story of an Indian couple that were living in a region that experienced some pretty severe uh, flooding. It was crazy. Like, I mean, the rains were coming, the rivers were overflowing. It was bad. Basically, it kind of tied up all the roads, which made it pretty impossible for them to reach... wedding venue because they were getting married big j yeah you have to get married flood or no flood and so they had to come up with a way to get to the wedding venue they talked about getting a boat to reach them but none was available according to multiple reports so they had to improvise big j and they decided to take a very interesting craft to their wedding venue a cooking pot to be specific Hmm. Akash and his future wife, Ashura, were legally married in October uh, 6th, but their wedding ceremony was planned for October the 18th. Apparently, the uh, ceremony was originally to be held at a temple in a remote part of India, but recent floods caused the religious building to be filled totally with water, so the event had to be moved to a nearby hall with a stage that had not been submerged with water. And even though they couldn't get a boat to get them to the venue, he said that then somebody offered up a alternate solution. Specifically, the temple had this pretty gigantic pot that they usually use, you know, to feed the community. It's usually like a soup pot that they use to put it together. It's a gigantic, right. like, huge cauldron, almost, if you will. Cauldron. What and, a great image. And Thank they you. use that to actually make kind of like a makeshift boat and put it all together and use it to basically travel down the street through the floodwaters to reach the event hall. Now, uh, they did have, like, some guides that were nice enough because, you know, they were all in their wedding gowns. You know what I mean? They were in their wedding gear. They were, although they were officially married, they were all dressed up and ready to go. And so they didn't want to get all wet, and so they had actual people from the temple that kind of walked in the floodwaters and pushed them in the pot to the actual temple. And yes, there is a video of it. The couple climbs into this large cooking pot. The, venue, the video shows them being pushed through the floodwaters to reach the event hall. It took them about 20 minutes to get to the venue via the pot. Volunteers pushed them, fought a strong undercurrent in order to get them to their wedding. Uh, the father, the family members, other family members, swam to the actual temple to be a part of the wedding. Uh, but the older relatives, grandmothers, etc., used another pot to get there. Uh, The photographer had to struggle, but knew the story and was ready to take the risk because he thought the video and footage would be worth it. And he was right. It definitely was. But they did whatever it took to get to this temple so that they could have their wedding. So I guess, listen, man, I mean, never give up, never surrender, right?
1: Yeah, but that's going to make down the road their divorce that much more painful. (laughs) Yeah. Look at what we went through
0: to get married. My God, you'd think we would actually, you know, see this thing out, but... Uh, alas, it was not, uh, it was not, I don't think they're worried about their divorces considering they've been married for exactly, you know, 18 days, but either way, sometimes you got to do whatever it takes, adapt and conform and make it all work to get to where you need to go. So congratulations to all parties involved, a uh, way to go to those volunteers that actually decided to push people yeah. through floodwaters to get to their wedding. Let's
1: get that, that city in India, uh, that little town, another cauldron.
0: Well, they had a couple cause the grandmothers took another pot. So there were several pots that they used. Uh, yeah, that's
1: I, not the right word. I mean, you know, <laughs> damn.
0: Yeah, it was. These are very, very. Yeah, big it's pots.
1: what they used to cook people in back in the day when there's cannibalism. Listen, there was two full people that could fit in these pots, and yeah. it
0: looked like there was additional room. Like if they wanted to, they could squeeze the third person in there. Yeah, for additional flavor. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. <coughs>
1: Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
0: important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates Injury Attorneys. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Big J, would you describe yourself as a light sleeper or a heavy sleeper?
1: I mean, it varies, actually. I can do a little bit of both. Uh, Would you
0: say that uh, noise wakes you up at night? No, not generally. So you sleep pretty heavy, I would say, that. Uh, because a poll of about 2,000 adults finds on average they lose about 501 hours of sleep each year because of noise now 90% say they have some sort of occasions where they struggle to get to sleep due to noise and disruptions and spend about an hour and 22 minutes lying awake each night because of it now uh, their partner snoring is the biggest disruptor of sleep to a lot of the people surveyed is that an issue for you ever no does the wife have that issue with you I don't think so uh, nearly 25% say their partner's snoring keeps them awake at some times. Uh, 10% admit they wake themselves up with their own snoring, so there's that. <laughs> other yeah, other sleep-depriving uh, noises include the uh, rain and the wind outside, sometimes the weather will, pe- will keep people up, uh, dogs barking either their own or their neighbors, uh, their water heater firing up or their air conditioner firing up or their heat firing up, and then also car alarms. Uh 22% even say they've been woken up by somebody flushing the toilet in their house. Is that something that happens? No. Well, there you go. Then you sleep pretty heavy, man.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. Light will mess me up and wake me up. So, if there's like a light out in the kitchen or somebody turns on a light, I'll Pfft. right away. You're like, "What the hell's going on
0: here?" Well, that's also not noise as much as it is like No, some sort I know, of weird... but
1: that you know, that has, that affects my sleep. Sure, so, sure. I get it. Uh, but
0: it's not noise that's mostly the problem. Uh, you don't need like a quiet environment in order to fall asleep.
1: Nah, if I, it's time for bed, I'm I'm going nighty night. There you go. Dodgers are
0: not done yet. Thanks to three home runs by Chris Taylor, they defeated the Atlanta Braves 11 to two last night. Still trail the Braves three to two overall heading into Game Six of the NLCS. It's going to happen in Atlanta tomorrow night. The uh, American League Conference has announced that six colleges have agreed to join the conference. Florida Atlantic. Uh, North Carolina-Charlotte, North Texas, Texas, uh, Texas-San Antonio, Rice University, and UAB are all going to join the uh, ALC. When that happens, it's going to happen in around 23-24 season. The league will have 14 teams in football and basketball. So they are expanding. Some sad news out of New Mexico yesterday. uh, Alec Baldwin was on the set of his new movie uh, that was called Rush that had been filming there, and apparently he discharged a prop firearm while filming and ended up killing the director of photography and cinematographer and wounding the director of the film seriously. According to a Santa Fe Sheriff's Department release, authorities responded to the incident at a Bonanza Creek Ranch just before 2 p.m. local time following a 911 call indicated that somebody had been shot on the set. The director of photography, 42-year-old Helena Hutchins, died at the University of New Mexico Hospital in Albuquerque. 48-year-old director Joel Souza was taken to a regional medical center where he was receiving emergency care. Santa Fe New Mexican reports that Baldwin, who is both producing and starring in the film, was seen outside the sheriff's office headquarters distraught and in tears while on the phone. A spokesperson for the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department said that Mr. Baldwin was questioned by investigators and released. No arrests or charges have been filed. The investigation is open and active, but it does appear to be an accident on the set of the film that caused it to be a thing. The production, of course, has been halted, and they're cooperating with the Sheriff's Department investigation. Now, don't know how much negligence was involved in all this stuff. My guess is a ton But this is obviously not the first time this has happened on a movie
1: set. How this could happen again after Brandon Lee is just crazy to me. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, obviously multiple people screwed up here.
0: It does, however, appear to be a different situation than what happened with Brandon Lee. This obviously wasn't filming. It was an incident off set where it was an accidental fire, it sounds like that it happened but the fact that more precautions weren't taken in order to protect people when whether you have a gun or you know real bullets or blank bullets or whatever still damage can be done don't know exactly what happened or how it got fired or any of that stuff i'm not sure we'll ever know all the details but it's an awful and sad story uh you know to the family of helena hutchins for sure that's incredibly sad i mean 42 years old way too young and dying making a movie is insane so uh, you know, it's got to be crazy for them. Uh, Joel is still getting emergency care. I mean, I can't imagine what Alec Baldwin's going through either. That can't be fantastic, but it all is just a lot of situations and a lot of details that need to be come out. But it's a terrible situation that happened yeah. in that particular film, without a doubt. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we are going to test your pop culture knowledge here in
1: a second or two. Culture SmackDown. On the morning after with nick and big j and we have some tickets here for a show happening sunday at the knitting factory to give out the struts a, a show you don't want to miss man these guys are so good live we'll get you set up with those if you can in pop culture smackdown all right you want to go to the show
0: on sunday then you need to get on the phone 208-287-1003 in order to play pop culture smackdown the other catch of course being able to swing by the radio station before four o'clock today to pick up these tickets so they do not go to waste because we are not open on the weekends if you can fit your life into those parameters and you think you know a little bit about pop culture now would be the time to get on the phone and see if you can take on big j big j how are you feeling today oh okay we'll see how it goes thanks for oh, asking hello the x oh yeah brother let's do it all right macho man you're up first What 1984 comedy film shot actor Eddie Murphy into international stardom for his role as Axel Foley? Beverly Hills Cop. That is absolutely correct. Right. Big J, which music legend had a part in the 1975 cult classic, The Rocky Horror Picture Show? What music? Wait, what? Who? What? (laughs) What music legend had a part in the 1975 cult classic, The Rocky Horror Picture Show? David Bowie? David Bowie was not in. Wrong.
1: The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, my kids are going to uh, kill me. Uh, uh, my show. kids are going to kill me. Do Dude. you happen to know the answer? Meat Loaf. Meat
0: Loaf. Right. is correct. Oh, Mr. Loaf was in Rocky Horror Picture Show, made his big screen debut, as a matter of fact. Went on to star in several other things. Guess like what? Black Dog and Fight Club.
1: Congratulations, man. You, you remember when you asked me how he was feeling? Yeah. Pretty bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I can get. After that performance. But
1: congratulations,
0: sir. You're going to go check out the struts on Sunday. I'll do anything th- for the show, but I won't do that. I get it. That's a meatloaf joke, everybody. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Up next, we have an opportunity to talk to a gentleman that's going to be at the lounge at the end of the universe, both tonight and tomorrow night. Corey McAllister is going to join us in studio. That's happening next on the extra. <coughs> That is Tool, that is StinkFist here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is an honor and privilege to welcome in the studio a gentleman that's going to be at Lounge at the End of the Universe coming up tonight and tomorrow night. Corey McAllister joins us in the studio.
2: Good morning, man. How are you? Uh, gentlemen, you obviously just met me. Uh, yeah, hey, everybody. Well, I'm very excited to be here, very excited to be in Boise. Uh, my, I would say, second favorite city to perform in.
0: Nice, man. Yeah. Well, you're from around the Pacific Northwest, so it's right. nothing new. You've probably been here a couple times before,
2: right? A bunch. Yeah, uh, I live in Seattle and uh, dated a lady here. All bad, right. Bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was at a time when I, when I was not... Well, I'm not like popular now, right? And nobody <laughs> listening has heard of me. Call, That's not true. Call in, call That's in not if true. you've heard of me. Uh, but uh, I did. So I drove. I would drive that eight hour, eight hour. Yeah, drive and that little that weird in Oregon. There's that weird old pass that was just a real pain. Now <laughs> I fly everywhere. So, nice, you oh, know. Man. Yeah, well, I just figured out how to take advantage of Alaska Airlines <laughs> and uh, get my MVP gold. I like that oh, very you're much. Thanks for- I'm gold. So- I'm going to be gold 75k this year.
0: No, congratulations, well, man. I
2: bought a. I bought a flight to New York just to get to 75K. Beautiful. I <laughs> was so close.
0: I like it, man. Well, you know, uh, let be honest with us because you're not going to uh, hurt our feelings. Morning radio, the worst part of doing stand-up comedy from uh, coast to coast, getting up no, early, doing I'm these goofy shows. No, I'm always up at
2: 6 a.m., right, Jen? Jen, <laughs> Jen the owner, here. I was just waiting out front, legs crossed. <laughs> Uh, coffee in hand, and she came in frazzled, and I was like, hey, don't worry, it's fine, <laughs> just like... Uh, it's not, I won't say it's the worst part, but uh, yeah, it ain't great. No, no, tell me. And, and then, yeah, and, sure. uh, you typically, uh, it's like, hey, welcome <laughs> to... Right. But you guys aren't that, right, no. which is really nice. We try not to be, we try Appreciate not to be. Appreciate you. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, Corey, you, you've been doing this for a while, stand-up comedy, but it's not mm-hmm. the only gig that you've done. I mean, if you if you try to get some information, everything from, you know, musician to <laughs> Podcast to actual, uh, you know, stand up teacher or stand up
2: teacher, st- substitute teacher I, kind I, of stuff. I, I, I had to stand up, uh, it's <laughs> a rule in, the, in the public schools in Washington. I don't know what you guys do here, but uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know about that musician thing, but uh, yeah, I uh, used to teach high school and then I quit, um, you know, my choice, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't get crazy, and um uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, did stand-up instead, just because you know you want to try out both the lowest paying jobs in America <laughs> and just see if one will work out, you know?
0: And it's going pretty well, I would think, <laughs> well, the stand-up thing, anyway.
2: Yeah, you know, if you just lie to the government, you can really do well <laughs> at stand-up. Uh, they don't, they're like, they th- they, but they, I did get audited in 2017. Oh, no. Well, because, you know, you you, you have a, de- teaching in, in my school district paid okay, and so then you start doing stand-up, and they're like, yeah, there's no way a human can live off of this. <laughs>
0: right, right.
2: And I was like, no, I promise you, I, I can. And uh, because you need know, you write off everything and all that stuff. But um, last year was crazy. I mean, did you guys know what happened last year? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a global pandemic. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I don't know if you knew that. But um, anyway, so it was for comedy, it was obviously bizarre. But, right. uh, but I actually did so much better because I didn't have to pay for travel or uh you know hotels or sex and so i just can i say that i already did <laughs> sure. and uh so um yeah it was like it's like i did my we did the extension thing you know yeah 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 of course so i just <clears throat> finished up my taxes and like the accountant was like i'm so sorry you have to pay and and i hope you put money aside and i, I was like oh no i knew i was gonna
0: yeah yeah exactly i didn't
2: i didn't. Pay any taxes all year long and <laughs> right. didn't go anywhere, right? And still made money because uh, those Zoom gigs. You know, I don't know if anybody watched a Zoom comedy show, but uh, yeah, you shouldn't have. So <laughs>
0: yeah, you, you had to adapt and actually, you know, come up with interesting and different ways in order to try to facilitate the income a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right? pivot. Yes, you exactly. guys. Exactly.
2: See, it's interesting. Did you? Oh man, obviously radio still happens, but. Your fodder is a lot of like what's going on in the world. So yeah. was it just constantly COVID time?
0: We talked. We talked a lot about COVID. But the other thing. Let me were, bring it up uh, again. again. The other thing that was was uh, you know tough was you know the other part of this gig is talking a lot about things that are coming to town and events that are happening
2: and all that bleep uh, shut down. And so yeah, nothing. we were
0: we were talking about comedy shows that were coming to the lounge at the end of the universe anymore because it was difficult to make that happen. But sure. you know it, it is nice to have things kind of starting up and and firing up again. Nice to have. You back in town, so thank you for for coming uh, here.
2: I, yeah, I'm happy to be here, and looks like the show's going to be almost sold out. So if you want to go to a comedy show, get on that loungeboise.com and get tickets for tonight or tomorrow. Uh, it's yeah, I'm glad to come. i flying is uh, like I said, flying's so much better. Being here is great. It's good weather. Like I can't. What am I gonna? Although I did the lady on the uh, the flight attendant, she go co- I I accidentally left. Uh, F-word slip on the flight. Uh Uh-huh. She goes, hey, 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 it's a plane. (laughs) Okay. Don't, Don't be dropping...
1: F-bomb. Wow, F-bombs. you got scalded. Okay, yeah, all I right. I was
2: like, hey, it's a plane. How about don't be dropping bomb bombs? <laughs> right, exactly. You can't say bomb. <laughs> that's right. They don't oh, think can that's say funny. I the F word. They don't think that's funny That's at the B word, girl. Exactly. You can't be <laughs> just dropping those.
0: She <laughs> should know it. better. I love it. Corey McAllister joins us in studio. He's going to be at the lounge tonight and tomorrow night. You can grab your tickets at loungeboise.com. Uh, you talked about teaching. Uh, when did you decide? Or do you still do that from time to time? Every once well, in a while. Well,
2: you know, this last... So I substitute Todd. I love being a sub and a dom, right, Big J? <laughs> and uh, so I—is uh, <laughs> this too much? Yeah. No, all right. all no. Right, we're good. Okay, Let all right. right. I mean, you got uh, Anchorman over here <laughs> and a pickle that's shaped like a—you know what? Yep. And so, uh, hey, I uh, substitute Todd because I wanted to afford food uh, for a couple years, and then uh, that 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 pandemic really made it weird because uh, people think that. Teachers are absent for like being sick, but most of it is kind of like like, uh, coaching or uh, training or like a field trip. Right. And none of that's happening. Right. And then. They're like, hey, you're going to substitute teach, and you have to come in, and you have to use our computer. And I was like, ah, that just really defeats the purpose for me. I substitute teach so I can come in and play a movie
1: right? and use
2: my own computer to do comedy work. So, ah, this isn't going to work for me. It made it hard. It made and, it hard. Uh, and no, so there's no jobs available, really. And then they took away my health insurance, and they were like, the reason is because last year you didn't reach 630 hours. And I was like, bro. Bro. How? Right, right. How was I supposed to breach? That's the 80 or 90-day subbing. So there's just no way to do it. Um, but now we're back. Uh, school's in person. I could sub, but I got so used to golfing every day. What so, can you do? Got to make those you know, choices. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real. If you guys didn't know, I was I already know I was white. There you go, right there. I'm a white comedian in Boise. Should be popular. Love it.
0: You've also had the chance to do a ton of podcasts over the last couple of mm-hmm, uh, months mm-hmm. as well. That's one of those things that, that is one of those pivots that maybe you had to make to make things happen. You enjoy doing that kind of stuff and being able to kind of use that kind of form to do what you do?
2: Yeah, so me and my best friend, we, what we did at the beginning, he's a comic as well, uh, Andrew Rivers, he stinks. Uh, but uh, <laughs> nice guy. Guy, nice guy. His album's out right now. It's called For the Wrong Reasons. He really leaned into that because he uh, he like half dated a woman from the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Oh, really? The Most really? recent Bachelorette. Okay. Well, not most recent because Bachelorette just restarted yeah. Tuesday. The One before. Yeah, Katie Thurston. She's from okay. The, she's from Renton, which is near Seattle. Anyway, he didn't date her. He lies, and then he does a <laughs> bit about it, and then whatever. So he and I. Uh, last March, just immediately we're like, we're doing live virtual uh, streaming to YouTube, Facebook, wherever shows. Uh, where we write monologue t- style jokes. yeah. and it's called so now that that dissipated. you know, while people were home, we were getting a lot of like watchers, viewers, whatever, but uh, it dissipated. And so we just turned it into a podcast that nobody listens to, but, <laughs> keeps us accountable to write jokes every week. I was going to say, it must help at least a little bit with some development of some stuff. Yeah, right? and that's his album is a lot of those jokes that we wrote in the last year and a half, or he wrote in the last year and a half. Uh, he does the lion's share of writing, and I do all the logistical stuff, and then I, like I said, I'm, I'm busy because I have a life. Of course. And uh, But I should write more. But uh, whatever, so I got that one, and then about ooh, uh, three years ago, I had the idea to interview um, uh, ladies of the night? Okay. Uh, no, that's not quite right, because they're not ladies of the night necessarily. Strippers. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and it's called Stripper Whisperer. Yeah. And so yeah. I interview women, or I would love to interview a man who has done that. Big J? All right. And, uh, <laughs> he used to work. He used to work at one of those yeah. clubs. So you, you did? Never know. Yeah. Oh, can I interview you before I leave town? Because <laughs> so I would love, you know, I interview dancers uh, or, or now, you know, women who work on OnlyFans or women who work uh, out... And about doing uh, swerk, yeah, um, and uh, just about their lives, what it's like to work in clubs or have that job, and how we can all be better customers. And uh, they lo- they love being interviewed because they were like, "Hey, yes, please tell people sure. that uh, we're typical women." Yeah.
0: Some etiquette <laughs> wouldn't we're be uh, wouldn't so, be bad, right?
2: And not not treat, treat us like we're pieces of. Uh, Oh, what's... Where was... The... I can't say it. Friday. 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 There we go. Uh, yes. And uh, it was hard to get the interviews at first, though, because I usually got them on the road and it was like, hey, I got this podcast right. in my hotel room. And they're like, <laughs> that seemed like sure the you crazy. do. Yeah. I was like, I swear to God, it's <laughs> a real podcast. But I didn't have any like episodes yeah. out yet, so yeah. I couldn't be like... And they're like, okay, we well, So they'll show me, and I'm like, well, <laughs> you just gotta trust Soon. me. Yes, yes. How's that gonna but work? But now out? there's a few out because you've been doing it for a couple of years. Been doing it for a while, yeah, if two peop- seasons. If yeah. people
0: want to follow you on the socials, uh, what's the best place where they can track oh, you down?
2: Man, it's I mean anywhere, but it's all it's Cory Michaelis comedy on everything, uh, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans. So C O R Y. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-I-S comedy. Beautiful. I always say it's uh, Michael with an I-S, and then people go, oh, how do you spell Michael? I'm like <laughs> literally the most famous <laughs> man ever in America. Exactly. Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. Were, you don't know how to spell Michael? So. You can pull
0: it off. What uh, are you going to do? Follow him on all the socials and then check him out at the Lounge at the end of the university. He's got a show tonight and a show tomorrow. Tickets are going fast. LoungeBoise.com is where you can go for them. Corey, thanks for getting up early and coming in here, man. We always appreciate oh, yeah, that, dude. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is like right. four hours early. Yeah, my yeah. Ho- actually, my hoodie inside out. I don't know if you can tell.
1: <laughs> but uh, I tried to put my mask
2: in my pocket and I was like, why? is my pocket out there and you pull like, oh, it off it's on the inside you pull it off i will i need to pull it off when we get out of here and, <laughs> and flip it around that's right
0: morning after with nick and big j go check out Corey this weekend at the lounge thank you thank you <laughs> That is Bad Flower. That is their latest. It is Don't Hate Me here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J, And it's coming up tonight at the Ford Idaho Center, which means you should probably give away a pair of tickets to what, Big J? Monster Jam! Yeah, it's all going down, baby. And so it's time to play one final version of a game that we've been playing for the last two weeks. It is called Truck or No Truck. Uh, the catch is, of course, you got to be able to swing by the old radio station between or before 4 o'clock today and pick up these tickets because the show that we are going to get you into is tonight, 7 o'clock, at the Ford Idaho Center. So if you want Monster Jam tickets, now is the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003, and play one final game of truck or no truck. Are you ready, Big J? Oh, yeah, I'm ready, always. Good. Hello, The X. Hey, how are you doing? Good, buddy. What's your name? Alright Brent, you are up first We're going to play a game of truck or no truck I have uh, some truck names here You have to tell me if they're a real Monster Jam truck Or one that I just completely made up If you get two out of three right You're going to Monster Jam tonight, okay? Truck number one, El Toro Loco Is that real or fake? Right Real truck is correct Truck number two, El Bandito Is that a real truck or a fake truck? Real truck. That is right. Right. Real truck. Yeah, Brent. Two for two. Way to go, buddy. Congratulations. You're headed to Monster Jam. I didn't even get a chance to do my joke truck, which was El baño. Do you know what that means, Big Jay? Uh, the bathroom. That's correct. Right. Big so Jay, I'm teaching him Spanish as we go. It's very good. Uh, congratulations, man. Enjoy those Monster Jam tickets. We will make sure that you're all set and good to go there, and we will play a round of Bad Impressions. That's happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs>
1: on 100.3 the x Yeah, and we got one last tier pair of tickets to monster jam with uh, the showing tonight at 7 p.m so i'll uh, be happy to hook you up with those if you figure out bad impressions 208 287 1003
0: is the number you need to call if you'd like to play bad impressions now the restrictions are in place still meaning you have to be here before four o'clock today to pick up these tickets because monster jam is tonight but if you think you got what it takes to figure out big J's bad impression which revolves around a celebrity in three clues then now would be the time to get on the phone and see if we can make this happen let's get ourselves a contestant good morning the x hey how's it going what's up man we're good what's your name
1: uh jeff all right jeff you're up first van wilder and waiting just a couple comedy movies i starred in before becoming a blockbuster attraction brian roland's There you go, man. Always a good guess. Good job, man. Hang on one second. We'll make sure you're all set to go for Monster Jam tonight. Clues two and three for fun. I've been busy lately with my other ventures, like Aviation Gin and Maximum Effort, my advertising company. And I give maximum effort because I'm also Deadpool, the Merc with a Mouth.
0: Why is Ryan Reynolds in the news?
1: Tomorrow, Nick is his birthday. He is 45 years old. Very nice. Happy birthday, Ryan. So he's uh, he's going to have a birthday, so it'll be fun to see the shenanigans that uh, Hugh Jackman come up with to celebrate his birthday. Uh, Ryan just did that uh, to, 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 to Hugh a couple, uh, maybe it was last week, I think, actually. And then uh, he said he's going to take, you know, we, we talked about this earlier this week, too, uh, kind of a, a pause away from uh, making movies for a little bit. We'll see how long that is. But either way, I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan.
0: Did you see the uh, trailer for uh, the Netflix movie come out? This week as well with Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot.
1: Oh yeah, well you know it, it was it a, is it an
0: update. It was, was a new. It was a new Oh, trailer. I haven't seen yeah, it. then new trailer that came out this week for that one uh, to get people excited for the movie that will be hitting on Netflix a little bit later on this year. But either way, happy birthday, Ryan! I'm sure he will enjoy it and enjoy it peacefully and quietly. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. <coughs> That is Hailstorm. That is Back from the Dead here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And, hey, that's going to do it for the old show today. Thanks very much for hanging out with us. We appreciate that. We had a chance to talk about a lot of things, including patience for food service workers today and feeling appreciative when you do get your food. Big Big J lesson heading into the weekend. We also had a chance to give away $200 once again today as part of the X-Rock Double Do. That's two days in a row, baby. We've given away the maximum prize. Always feels good. Two more chances today to try to win money yourself. 1230 with Jason Drew. 5:30 30 with Adam so make sure you keep tuning in and know your Marvel movies in order to pull that off especially your obscure Marvel movies that's where it's gonna get a little bit difficult and we'll be back on Monday with a new category and a new topic uh, big events this weekend uh, Jason drew out at the ski swap at the old K excuse me the old uh, shopco on Broadway today uh, that's gonna be happening from four to six and Big J out at the team Mazda location where they're having their off-site sale the deal Kmart, in Nampa for the trade marathon that's tomorrow from one to three. So a busy weekend around here, but that leaves you with the floor, Big J.
1: Yeah, Nick, as, uh, as an ambassador of Wisconsin, I'm sure this could uh, make you very angry. But some terrible news. A store in Wisconsin has created something called the Spooktoberfest Brought. It's a bratwurst sausage stuffed with candy corn. This is sacrilege. I've seen this. It's disgusting. Why
0: would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I do feel like candy corn is more popular in Wisconsin than it might be in other places. I just remember that growing up, getting a lot of candy corn when I was trick or treating and throwing it right in the trash where it belongs. But I don't know why you would stuff it any kind of meat with it. It's not a pleasant taste. It's certainly not a pleasant combination. So I, I don't understand. I, I hope uh, no offense to anybody that works there. I hope that place goes out of business. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> it's terrible.
0: I hope they go to hell. Terrible, terrible idea and gross and disgusting. Now, you already don't like your sweet and savory, so it doesn't matter what candy they stuff it with. We've got
1: yeah, there should be no candy inside of a meat.
0: But, no, you're absolutely correct on that. There should be, there. I mean, like, again, I don't mind sweet and savory sometimes, but uh, there's a difference to me between, like, a, a sweet Italian sausage and stuffing a bratwurst with candy. Right. Those are two things that should not exist.
1: What are some other terrible, con- hot dogs and, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups? Ugh.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like any of that kind of stuff either.
1: Any kind of candy. I mean, chocolate. I, I know there's mole
0: sauces and stuff that go with meats, but I'm yeah, not a to fan sauce, of that. Yeah, mole sauce.
1: I don't mind if it mixes in my stomach, like, throughout a day. Like if I have a brat for dinner and then as a dessert I have some some something good, like maybe Hershey's Mr. Good Bar.
0: But having them together doesn't interest no. you. Nor should it. Nor should it anybody, by the way. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us. Jason Drew is coming in here next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you Monday. It's the X Rock.